Welcome back, guys. This is episode number six. I'm recording this podcast on the hottest day of the year so far in New York City. It's freaking hot. Welcome back to to Here Keeps It Too Real, a podcast for Black mental health. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about how we can find guidance for our own acceptance, which is a big part of a lot of our mental health issues that stem, like from my previous episode, stem from childhood. We're not kids anymore. We gotta grow up. It doesn't really matter what our situations were that we were born into. We're adults now, right? And it's on us to get it together. I wanted to talk to you guys how I've explored how, just looking through the past, our ancestors, people on them slave ships, how they were able to deal, that's helping us deal right now. So I've already told you guys that I previously, like this podcast is a companion to my blog and a podcast that I uh, show that I already run called Live Hangouts. On one of the latest episodes of Live Hangouts, which I paused during the pandemic and the coronavirus, I was like, I don't want to record anything and talk to anyone until everybody is okay. One of the episodes I did earlier in my season two was with my cousin, Natasha Darius. We're both West Indian, so I asked her a lot of questions about just how much of that background, being a Trinidadian, you know, she was born there, she grew up here, I was born here, but always went back and forth, you know? So I'm like an American, she's like literally from there. But like how much it plays into us being businesswomen? Cause I'm always like admired about like Nicki Minaj who's in the press today, she's having a baby. Nicki Minaj, um, Rihanna, even Cardi B for it to a degree. You know, I always admired how as West Indian women, they always had something different, you know, they're just, and that's what the allure is about them. The Kardashians have it too, but theirs is more like whitewashed through our media so you can't see it, but people like them because they're non-white and they're lit. <laughs> In the conversation I had with Tasha, we spoke about just how we always have this like resilience. I talked about my perception of coming back to Brooklyn after I've lost everything in Los Angeles, running out of money, running out of everything, my mind, you know? It's just like, you're running, 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 but you never feel tired. You never get like, damn, y'all have been running for mad long. Like, yes, you have those moments, but it's not like an over-ending or over, t- it's not like the goal. The goal is always to get back up. The goal is never to just stay down, though we be down. And she attested to it. She was like, you know, it's just growing up. You just have this like, pulling, it's like almost like pulling the, the rabbit out the hat kind of mentality. It's like, I don't know, but I'm about to pull a trick and we're gonna just keep it moving. That's something that I picked up from my grandmother, my mother, my aunt, you know? And a lot of the West Indian women that just, I've come into contact to just throughout my life. Um, very strong, strong in the mind, strong in the spirit, you know? And, I, and it comes from what they say about West Indian Trinidadians. Yes, they had slavery down there, well, we were like the rebellious slaves. This is a story. I'm still doing research, so I don't say it super confidently, but this is what they say. You could see it in a lot of a lot of our behaviors as well. We're not as we're more aggressive as everyday Americans. We're not passive aggressive like most people who are from who are like Black Americans. Oh, well, they told me I couldn't do it, so I can't do it. Whereas people like me and Natasha, a lot of my cousins, they're like, so they told me that they that I couldn't do it, so I had to prove to them that I could. Subtle, different. And it has to do with the ancestors we came from. All slaves, different 
tribes. With that being said, and it was very important for me to, to lay it out to you guys that way. With that being said, black Americans, people who are perceived just now in the last segment that I said, came from a, the tribes that let's say were picking cotton down in the South. They would be more open to going to therapy before a West Indian. Why? Because our cultures are different. Being strong in the mind also means people perceive weakness as something that's non-existent. And oh, my friends, far from. We're really, really, really far from that. You know, that's why I think in the West Indian community, they'll look to see everything else besides a mental disorder. Whereas in regular, like you go to school, kids in school, the first thing they're gonna do is like, let's go have them see a shrink, let's get an evaluation. beginning episodes of this podcast I tried to lay out basically like a template for you guys to understand like why is it that we're suffering from so many issues that really come all back down to mental health in this country you know that one is a big one our family members it's not school that's our first relationship and the people who are supposed to be our mandated reporters I was one when I was in working in an after-school program in Los Angeles our parents our family members the people that raise us, whatever it is, if it's a foster home, it's your foster parent. If it's your adopted parent, it's your adoptive parent. If it's your grandma and grandpa, it's your grandma and grandpa. Whoever those people are, it's their responsibility to make sure that you're okay. It's not the school to come back and tell them, well, you know, because when you reach the point in school at that age, it's really just your behaviors that tell. You're not old enough to tell the teacher, well, you know, I want to tell this to my mom, but I'm going to just tell you teach because me and you here for mad hours. No, it's not that. Something starts to slip. Our behaviors or it's usually, you know, it's just our behaviors. Like in classroom, you're getting into fights. You're being very promiscuous. I used to be underneath the table with the boys. It's like, mm, where did she go? It's like, oh, under the table, bro. <laughs> Keep it in a row. And because it's because we're saying it begins at home that's why it's so painful for us to revisit to go back right you think it wasn't painful for our ancestors to come to America live in America have parents who are sharecroppers grow up to be a person that wants to go to school and they told you the school is only for white people and then it's like well why and then you fight your way on lunch counters to make it equal but it was still separate and then and yes I'm talking about John Lewis you know all these things this fighting for our right to be and whatever even though it may seem like our generation is now the third generation of dealing with this we're breaking the generational we're breaking it so that my kid won't need to have and if they need to have therapy let me say it again we're breaking it so that my kid could go to therapy at five years old and be like you know what Frankie and Tahir are crazy and I need to talk to another person at five if that's achieved then generational curse broken at least one of them you know what I mean? This is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why I'm telling you guys the story in this kind of way. We've been fighting. Goes back to the vigilance. Like, we have it in us to fight. We won't break. We're not going to, you know, lose our mind. No, we're going to get it back because we're resilient. Just like some people down in New Orleans. You know? We all, black lives matter. Like, we've been here. They've been trying to take us out for centuries. They can't. And we haven't been to therapy. And we're still outside. Imagine if we did. Imagine if we actually go and we fix this and it's like... 
Yeah, it's gonna be a problem. We are already a problem for them. It's gonna be worse. Thank you.